When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis. And I'm Helen Tupper. And this is the Squiggly Careers Podcast where every week we work through the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs of work and hopefully give you some ideas for action and tools to try out to really help you invest in your development. And we're really excited because this episode has been sponsored by Union Hand Roasted Coffee. Delicious. I've already had one today. I have Have really. Yeah, I had had my mid-morning Union Coffee. I feel like coffee is just this recurring theme. Maybe it should be called the Squiggly Coffee Careers Podcast. I feel like there's probably a positive... I don't know whether it's correlation or causation between number of toddlers and the amount of coffee you need to drink. Yeah, I actually think, yeah, the the less sleep I have, the more coffee I end up drinking to to give me the energy. In fact, I had a bit of a slump in the afternoon yesterday and I was doing a session and I now work near a chocolate shop and I made myself a coffee and then I had some chocolate and I was, I just felt like more like me. I don't know whether sugar and caffeine is more like me, but I I felt more like Helen. But I think one of the reasons that we really like coffee in our days is because it gives us a bit of time I think it gives us a bit of time to ourselves because Mm. we're talking this episode is all about rituals and there's something I think quite ritualistic in the cafetiere I'm brewing some coffee and taking a moment to drink it it just gives me a bit of time for me and not being in my inbox and all those great things and so Sarah and I are both fans of Union Coffee I have been drinking it from the little cafe down the road at my house for ages they've stocked it and when they approached us to sponsor the podcast we learned more about the brand and ended up loving Union Coffee a bit more so their mission is really to help people discover the joy of speciality coffee and to be able to make the perfect cup at home which I love and they're based in East London and they are 20 years old this year which I love happy birthday Happy birthday, Union Coffee. Um, They're also really, really big on ethical sourcing. So they pay farmers fairly. They support them to grow their business. They've even won the Queen's Award for their sourcing model. So lovely business lovely coffee um, all around (laughs) union fans and they have kindly given us an offer to share with you where you can get five pounds off your first three coffee club boxes so they can basically like deliver it to your house we've got all the details on how you can get that at the end of the episode so thank you very much union coffee we love what you do and we love you for sponsoring this episode so today we're talking all about rituals routines why they're different and kind of why they matter And what we really wanted to start with was just talk about the difference between routine and ritual, because the more I think we've both read about and learned about this, 
the more important actually the distinction between the two becomes and actually Hella will laugh because when someone <laughs> says routine to me I have a bit of an aversion to routine because one of my values is variety I don't ever want to live the same day twice let alone <laughs> the kind of I always say never live the same year twice is one of my favorite bits of career advice and so I said to her, I, was like, I don't want to talk about routines. Um, you know, the way that you respond to routines is like the way that I respond to sandwiches. You know, I've yes. got a fear of sandwiches. Everybody, I don't like sandwiches. I don't like cold butter or mayonnaise That's or salad cream. That's weird, though. No, it's not. They always creep in and they are not nice. And so I'm like, I'm like this crab. Whenever I see like a sandwich on some kind of like table, I'm like a crab like stepping away from it. That is like Sarah when you mentioned like the word, oh, it'd be good to have some more routines. And she's like, no, it really wouldn't. <laughs> but they are important. So routines are, they're basically actions that need to get done. So they are useful for our days because they keep us grounded and they do give us a rhythm and kind of guide our days. And often actually in tough times and perhaps even more so over the last year, we've needed some of those routines because we've perhaps lost some of the routines that we that felt familiar. Routines are often things that we do quickly and efficiently. So that's good. And we need routines in the work that we do. But we're going to specifically today focus on rituals. Rituals are more meaningful in many ways because they have a real sense of purpose. They are more focused on the experience of a task. It's perhaps the difference to make it really kind of tangible between you can do the same activity and it can be a routine or a ritual. So if you're going to make a cup of coffee, for example, you can make it really quickly without really thinking about it dive straight back into work as quick as you can and sometimes I do make a coffee that way because I just need it and I've got a five minute break or there's the I've got a half an hour break I'm going to make myself a really nice coffee I'm going to sit away from my desk for 10 minutes I'm really going to enjoy it. Rituals are important because they help us to be more mindful they can actually act as a really useful antidote to overwhelm. One of the things that I've observed actually thinking a bit about rituals in the last week is they're really important for me for recovery. A lot of the rituals, uh, we're going to share some of our examples and also how you can do them at work as we go on today's episode. And I've noticed that lots of my personal ones are about those moments where I just need some space to stop and to slow down. That's where I have most of my rituals at the moment. They're all performed with purpose. So we kind of have that attention on what it is that we're doing. We're very present. And I love this quote from Maria Popova, who is the founder of Brain Pickings, one of my all-time favourite websites. And she says, while routine aims to make the chaos of everyday life more containable and controllable, ritual aims to imbue the mundane with an element of the magical. The structure of routine comforts us and the specialness of ritual vitalises us which is so well put and so brilliantly written that it makes me think I should never write anything again because <laughs> you can't, no one can ever write as well as that. I just think that's the perfect way, I think, of comparing and contrasting the two different things and why they both matter, but particularly for today, why rituals are important. And so to make rituals real, we thought we might share a few of ours and hopefully might reflect for you on a few of yours and when we think about rituals they can either be individuals this is something that you do for you or it can be collectives this is something that you do with other people probably you know people in your team though actually outside of work there might be rituals you do as a family too maybe Sarah if I give some examples of individual and collective rituals that I I remember mm-hmm. um, maybe some that I do today and some that I've done in the past and then I'll, I'll listen to yours I actually don't know what Sarah's going to say so mine I don't think she's going to say the same as me because some of my personal rituals are like 
choosing my clothes. I find it really enjoyable to like go through my wardrobe and like pick out an outfit and put it out. And it makes me feel really positive because I really like nice bright colours and I'll go to my wardrobe and I'll be like, oh, this just makes me happy. And so that's something I want to intentionally make time for because I feel better when I've done it. Another one of my rituals is breakfast. I do not understand people that never have breakfast. I think you sometimes don't have breakfast. I don't have but breakfast for, very often. So it's strange. So, but I, I mean, I like it so much. I enjoy this ritual so much that I get up really early, like 5.15 early, which is mad. Even when I'm tired or the children haven't been sleeping, I get up and I make myself some breakfast. And I know it's probably mad to eat that early in the morning, but I sit there with my nice breakfast and sometimes it's a book or this morning I was watching this really good Esther Perel YouTube talk, which I loved. And it makes me feel calm. It's like a moment for me. And I really value that quiet, calm time before the rest of the day takes over. So yeah, that's two of my personal ones. And then I was also trying to think about some more collective rituals that I've been part of. And I actually just started going through different companies that I've worked in, because I think there's been some in all of the companies. I remember when I was at Capital One, one of the rituals they used to have was baps and claps, which I've always, <laughs> it's always stuck in my mind. Basically, it was like a celebratory moment that happened every week. Some of the senior leaders would go round. It was a particular project they supplied to like a group that had been brought together for this big transformation project. And the senior leaders would go around with BAPs, like sausage BAPs, bacon BAPs type things, and everyone would be there for the BAPs. And then there'd be claps where they'd basically be celebrating some of the good stuff that had gone on the week before. And it was a real, particularly for that team that were going through some really tough transformation, it was a real meaningful moment for them. I remember Eon, when I worked there, one of their rituals that I really liked was cakes on the desk. So if you were a new person... Like on your first or second day, your team would buy loads of cakes and they would put them on your desk. And Aww. what it meant was that... People come and talk to you. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. Come and eat your cakes and they had to say hello, which I thought was a really, a really nice thing. And then I thought another one at Virgin, I loved this one. When you start a Virgin, when they offer you the role, they would then send you out your contract. But what they would do is not only was the wording of the contract very Virgin, so it was nice and friendly and warm. In the envelope, there was like a bag of tea and there was a biscuit and it was like, have a break we know that this stuff isn't fun but we want to kind of make it as enjoyable as possible and you know you also used to get a birthday card every year that Richard and Holly and Sam Branson would have signed and actually Virgin was very very good at rituals they really thought about meaningful moments so yeah loads of them I thought about when it wasn't until I reflected that I realized they had been rituals if that makes sense what about you walking is a big ritual for me actually I often start my day with a walk which is combined with dropping my son off at nursery but I think the difference between just kind of dropping off at nursery and actually since Covid started actually I drop him off with my partner we go and get a coffee again coffee (laughs) and then we always go for a walk and even if we only go for a 10 or 15 minute walk sometimes like this morning it was chucking it down with rain and we still just walked we didn't walk straight home you know we just went around a few of the very lovely streets that we wish we lived on, essentially, had some house envy and then walked back home again. And it definitely is a ritual because I don't take my phone. It feels very meaningful. It's just that moment before your day starts. And I also go for other walks when I just need a bit of space to think or if I just need to recover. If I've had a really full on morning, I don't cope particularly well with then having a very full on afternoon. I'll often kind of think I'm going to do get one more task completed and then I kind of reward myself my rituals are often quite about rewarding myself and I'll think I'll go for 
a longer walk, an hour walk, a 90 minute walk, go to like my local park and places like that. So lots of my rituals seem to involve walking. I was thinking the ritual that probably is my longest standing one and my most, the most important one to me is ending my day reading. And it's always reading fiction. I never read nonfiction. And this is kind of in bed before I go to sleep. So it's very, very rare that I would kind of watch TV and then just go straight to bed and straight to sleep. I'd rather go to bed earlier and spend half an hour reading fiction it's that very present you've put your phone down it's kind of probably one of the few permanent things about me that's very kind of personal to me so that was the end of the one and then when I was thinking about organizational ones one of my favorite ones it's interesting how often food isn't it comes into these (laughs) um, rituals or maybe that's just where we both worked when I worked at Sainsbury's uh, which is obviously a food retailer in the UK every Monday at a team meeting and team meetings can feel quite routine like Mm. I think to add a bit of ritual into a routine can be really helpful and and make it more motivating is we would choose a product and then we would do a blind taste test and inevitably that product was like chocolate or cookies or cake and we would buy one from Sainsbury's and then some competitor ones and we just have them all out and all kind of taste them and decide which one we liked best and see if we could guess the Sainsbury's one so I remember just always really looking forward to that on a Monday because Mondays were really frantic. But just knowing you've got that moment of like probably a sweet treat and also it was quite fun (laughs) and everybody got involved and it was easy to sort out. So that was kind of a fun ritual. And I was thinking about one of the things that we do, though we don't do it consistently at the moment, but we often come back to it, is this idea of win of the week. So we've probably talked about this on, on a podcast before, but this moment where we kind of stop as a team and just all say, what's been your win of the week? And I think we're good at doing it actually when we've had a hard week. So when we've had a tough time, we kind of have a few go-to rituals, I think, that we know are useful to help us feel good or help to give us a bit of positive momentum after a bit of a tough time. I think what we're probably not quite so good at is when things are going well or perhaps just more like business as usual, we don't have as many rituals which are week in, week out, if any, actually. I, I couldn't really think of anything that we do consistently as a group, as in Across Amazing If. I think we all have our individual ones, but I feel like that might be an opportunity for us. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking about a combination of sweet treats, just for the sake of eating some nice stuff. Yeah. And then maybe there's some kind of squiggly thing, some ritual about like squiggly spotting. You've got it each week. You've got to try and spot a squiggle in something around you. Who knows? My brain's just going off in different places. As long as it's not routine, I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah's open to new rituals. Just don't mention routines, everyone. (laughs) So we want to obviously make this as practical as possible to help you find and put rituals into practice in your work. And so we've got five different ideas for action for you, which Sarah and I will talk through now. And we would love to know, actually, after today's episode, we'll give you our contact details. Do let us know which ones of these resonate with you. Because always, Or if you've got other ideas. Yeah, other ideas. There are probably more than five ways, everybody. Uh, we are not the gurus of all things ritual. So yeah, let us know. But I, shall I start with the first one, Sarah? Go for it. Good, because it's the easy one. Number one is about ritual reflection. And this is really what Sarah and I have just done. is about thinking what rituals already exist, either for yourself or in the organisation that you're in. And a good question that I came across when I was reading about rituals, and we'll put some of these resources if you want to read more about this topic in the pod sheet, which you can download from the website. But one of the questions that I found was that a good way of identifying what rituals might exist in your organisation is to ask yourself, what is the most, like we would say, amazing if, or I would have said Microsoft when I was at Microsoft, like, i.e. the name of your company, what is the most 
amazing if thing that your team or you do each week and each month so for example if I was going to answer that for something like a virgin like what's the most virgin thing that your team or your organization does regularly virgin had the rock star awards but actually <laughs> I haven't thought about this until I said it but that they used to have probably was it every month they had a rock star award which was just very virgin language and people would get identified as, as rock stars and that was just a very virgin thing to do and it's when you have those what's a very amazing if thing to do what's a very virgin thing to do that's when you might be able to spot some of the rituals if they're not immediately obvious for you so think individually think collectively but step sort of one is to work out what rituals are happening at the moment do a bit of ritual reflection there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So our second idea for action is if you're thinking about a new ritual or if you've realised as you're listening to us, maybe I don't have any rituals or I would like more rituals as part of my working week, rather than maybe starting with the ritual, start with your feelings first. Essentially, ask yourself the question, how do I want to feel or what would I like to feel more of? Are you trying to create rituals that are going to slow you down, get you to stop in a day? or give you a chance to recover? Or are you looking for rituals that are going to give you energy, motivation, give you a bit of inspiration? You might want a bit of a combination of all of those things. But then I think you can think about, well, what are the rituals that will really help you to achieve that feeling? Because I think if you were thinking, actually, I want to just be a bit more reflective, I want to kind of feel I have some time for reflection in my week, then you might think, well, okay, I'm going to try doing Maybe it's bullet journaling. Maybe it's I go, I've got Friday 15 minutes. And in your Friday 15 minutes, you just do some journaling. And that gives you just that ritual and that moment in time where you're very present to really think about and reflect on your week. And you might ask yourself the same three questions at the end of a week. You might say, you know, what's worked well this week? 
what was my even better if and what's kind of one thing that I've learned and you might just go well that just gives me that ritual and creates that time and space to do the reflection if you want to feel really energized you might think also about well do you get energy from being by yourself or do you get energy from being with other people I was just thinking actually as I was describing that I think if Helen and I wanted a kind of energy boost the rituals that we would create would be really different because I'm more introverted and Helen's more extroverted I feel like if Helen I don't know if this is right but I feel like if you were going to create a ritual to give you more energy there would always be other people involved is that right yes probably I think if it was about energy yeah I'd always probably get that from being and talking with other people so it'd be like oh how could we bring somebody new into our team meeting or how could I go and have a different conversation this week as part of my curious connections or something like that so maybe to make this very very specific have a go at kind of writing down one feeling that you would like more of it's almost like you're starting with the kind of end in mind like what's the outcome that you're hoping for and then use that to kind of rewind back and think about what ritual do you think you could try out that would support you to feel more of that thing? And then don't be afraid to experiment. I think you can experiment with different rituals and figure out kind of what works for you and also what doesn't. I think, you know, you could go for a walk and that might be, for some people, walks could be really reflective. For other people, walks could be really energising. So figure out what feeling you want and then experiment with some rituals and kind of see what happens. So idea for action number three is to redefine a routine. So as we talked about, routines and rituals are different. But if you are trying to create some new rituals for yourself, actually thinking about what's something that I already do as a routine today. So I do it often because it needs to get done. And then taking that thing and adding more meaning to it can then turn it into more of a ritual for you. So for example, a routine might be you have a weekly team Zoom every Monday. It's a routine, you do it every week, it's 9.30 till 10.30, end of. And what you could do is think, well, how could I make that feel like a more meaningful moment with more attention and intention for everybody? And maybe that could be everyone sharing a what worked well, even better if moment. Or maybe it could be a one thing you want to be true by the end of the week that's not true today. And maybe you even change that question. Maybe you have in each meeting a curious question and that becomes part of your Monday team ritual. Maybe you rotate who gets to ask that question. But it's those sorts of things that enable you to make a meaningful moment out of something that might be a sort of a routine that's been going on for quite a long time. So I would start by maybe thinking about what are your existing routines and then maybe play around with one of them and think about how you could turn that into a ritual. This just makes me laugh because I think I have so few routines. <laughs> You're like, where do I start? <laughs> I bet because... you have more than you think. Like you brush your teeth. That's a routine. You do that without thinking. Yes. I'm not sure I want to turn it into a ritual. <laughs> I think I definitely have routines because you have to. Yeah. But actually, one of the things I was thinking about this, because I was thinking, what routines do I have that I've maybe turned into rituals? And we were chatting about this before we started. And actually, there's quite a lot of evidence behind this being a useful thing to do. Obviously, I start the day with a shower. But I have, and probably actually particularly since kind of COVID and because you're at home more, and I think it's perhaps slightly easier to do, is I will often have another shower. And I think that (laughs) second shower is more about a ritual than it is a routine because it's about, I do good thinking in the shower and I know that. And I know it's a good way to process things. I was thinking about when we were writing our second book, every time I got a bit stuck on a chapter 
or an idea or we were perhaps debating something and I was finding it hard I would often have a did shower. You? I had yeah. no idea. Honestly, I've known Sarah for over 20 years and I did not know that showers were your way of like decompressing. Or... Yeah. So idea for action number four. This is all about the fact that rituals require three things. Intention, attention and repetition. So what this really means is that by intention, we kind of know. I think we're making an active choice. Attention means that we are present and absorbed. You know, you're not on your phone at the same time you're not trying to multitask you're not doing lots of kind of switching in terms of your brain and your focus and repetition doesn't mean that you have to do something every day but it is something that you probably repeat regularly and we know that rituals have more meaning and become more meaningful the more regularly they are repeated and initially this took me a bit of time to get my head around because as I talked to Helen I said well at what point if I repeat something too much does it become a routine But it doesn't as long as you hold on to this feels meaningful for me. And it has the intention and the attention that makes it that ritual. So perhaps you have a ritual at the moment that works really well for you, but you only do it once a month or you only do it maybe really occasionally or perhaps you only do it once a week. I think it's really helpful to think about if you were to just do it once more, Like, what would that look like? So Helen and I were chatting about actually a lot of the rituals we have for Amazing If that we've had for a long time, since 2013 when we first started, are actually very occasional. So we're good at getting together for quite immersive moments that are really memorable, where we'll go to a place for a couple of days and really get absorbed in, you know, where we are with Amazing If, what we want to do. And we probably do that every three to six months, do you reckon, Helen? Yes, I think so, yeah. That's definitely become a ritual for us over the years that we're always good at kind of creating the time and space for these. We choose a place that we find interesting and then when we go to those places, we get rid of all of our day-to-day and we spend all of our time thinking about where we are and what we want to be doing, thinking about ourselves. And we both recognise that that's really useful. Now, we can't necessarily repeat that ritual in exactly the same format more regularly because, you know, maybe the time constraints... But what we could do is recognise, well, if you think back to that point around feelings, what's the feeling that we get from doing that? We probably feel a bit more control. We get focused. It probably helps us to just pause and reflect. So that ritual gives us quite a lot of benefit. So how could we do that ritual also in a smaller way so that it doesn't have to be quite as occasional? And it might mean that you do it by, you know, meeting up for an afternoon once a month as well as doing those kind of more immersive moments. Or it might be that you already do something once a week. Perhaps you think, well, I'm really good on a Friday at making time to go for a walk at lunchtime or using my lunch break in a kind of more of a ritual way rather than eating my sandwich at my desk way. And then you might think about, okay, well, even if you were to do that one more time in a week, when do you kind of stand the best chance of success in terms of making that happen? So perhaps it works really well on a Friday for you because there's not as many meetings and you maybe have a bit more kind of space in your diary. What other day or what other time of day do you think you could include rituals as part of your work and kind of designing your days? Because I do think sometimes we might get a bit frustrated with rituals if we try and do it, you know, in those where you've got There's some days where you just have loads of back-to-back meetings or it's really hard. And I, when my ritual kind of gets overtaken by work priorities or my to-do list, it has the opposite effect. I get really frustrated and I kind of get a bit almost like angry, (laughs) angry at myself, angry at 
everyone else thinking oh I've sort of lost that thing that's really important to me but sometimes that's because I've tried to squeeze it in at the wrong times so I think actually thinking really practically about how do you help your rituals to kind of happen as often as possible in the context of the sort of work that you do and kind of how you work can be really helpful. Yeah, I agree that I'm actually feeling that a little bit, you know, saying about that end of day thing. If I don't remember to do it, then I'm like, oh, I've got to do my end of day things. I'm trying to Mm. build this ritual and it's like half past 10 at night and I'm thinking, but I kind of want to go to bed, but I've got to build this ritual. So yeah, I think we don't want it to frustrate you. It should be something that feels meaningful um, and makes you feel better. So I think you have to sort of work that out as you go. So our final idea for action is all about remote rituals. And this is more of a collective thing. So this is about you and your team. And it's about recognising that some of the ways that you might have had rituals in the past when you're in person in offices might not be possible, but almost redefining what remote rituals could be for you. So maybe it is uh, something that you do in your Zoom meetings. So um, stuff that I've done before with teams is where People uh, talk about what's a song that represents them, for example. Or actually, I had a conversation yesterday with somebody that I think would be a really good remote ritual. There was a menu of questions that you could pick off. And maybe that being something that a team did, so that, that I think my questions that I picked off the menu were what were my most memorable meal? Um, what music would I like played at my funeral? That was what I picked Ooh, off for the menu freak. of questions. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But what happens is one person picks the question and then everybody has to answer it but that could be it might not be the right thing but it could be a remote ritual that could help you all to get to know each other differently and take the conversation to a different place than the day-to-day or it could be something like walk and talks maybe a remote ritual could be you know once a month we do a random walk and talk like you just get randomly matched with someone else in your team you get off your desk and away from your desk and you all do a walk and talk maybe not today because it's very wet but that's the sort of thing that I mean so think about how could we make rituals part of the way that we work even when we are likely to be continuing to work remotely in some form for the very foreseeable future who knows what's going to happen next but that might be an idea for action for you to take away and actually on that I know that quite a lot of teams have been trying out this idea of curiosity coffees that we've talked about before it doesn't have to be necessarily inside your organization but perhaps it's a network that you're part of or a community that you're involved in around a cause or a campaign that you're passionate about often you still end up working with, you know, like the same couple of people. Mm. And because people are not having tea breaks in the same ways, or like, you know, those cliche water cooler moments that people talk about, actually going, you've got to be more intentional. And so like there are apps that you can use, or you can kind of do it more manually, but where, again, you have a ritual where once a week or every other week, you just, you kind of get randomly paired with someone, you just, you're just going to have a curious conversation with them, a kind of curiosity coffee. And it's a similar principle, really. But I think, designing rituals that work remotely will only ever kind of stand you in good stead because I think even as we go to maybe more hybrid working perhaps we will return to the office in some ways or some jobs you have to go to your kind of place of work but I think these kind of things we've kind of been missing some of these rituals it's not necessarily about waiting for them to come back but I think it's about discovering new ways and new rituals that might be even better than the ones that we had before. We've also unintentionally looped right back to coffee, which is pretty much where we started. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Seamless. So hopefully you found that useful. I don't see that much covered about rituals, so I hope that it's brought it to life for you and given you some ideas for action. We will summarise all of these on the pod sheet. We'll give you some coach yourself questions to think about and we'll make these ideas for action really clear for you. You can download the pod sheet for this episode from our website, so that's just amazingif.com. If you go to the podcast page, you'll be able to get it 
from there. As we said earlier, we would love to know if you've got any other ideas, if you've got any rituals that have been really meaningful for you, let us know because we can share that with our community on things like Instagram to inspire them. If you want to email us, it's just Helen and Sarah at amazingif.com. And I should also just mention the offer from Union Coffee again. So as we said at the start, they're all about helping people discover speciality coffee and make the perfect cup at home. And you can try their coffee through their coffee club and get it delivered to your door. To get £5 off your first three coffee club boxes, you just need to use the code RITUAL and go to unionroasted.com forward slash squiggly careers. So the code is RITUAL and then it's just unionroasted.com forward slash squiggly careers. We will put the link in the show notes of this episode to make it super easy for you. So thank you so much for listening. Good luck with reinventing, rediscovering or perhaps even creating some new rituals. Let us know how you get on and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.